We we had thought that there was going to be like you know some place to buy wood, but uh, there was there was no place to get wood, and we really needed that wood so we could put our boners up so the moss would grow. You know, mm-hmm. I get it. I get yeah. it. I know where you can get some wood. <laughs> yeah. In case, well, so the thing is, mm-hmm. what well, we we realized if we if our compass broke, what we would need to do is lay down on the ground on our backs yes. and get boners. Mm-hmm. So. Moss would grow on them, and we would know which way wasn't east. I'm yeah. familiar but then, with this technique, yes. yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But then the problem with that is, who's going to shit on our chests to let us get the boners? <laughs> right. uh, and so- that is the cold open! <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that feeling when everyone is talking about a movie that you haven't seen? Have you ever felt compelled to make some vague comments just so you can join in the conversation? Well, what if you were in too deep? Do you think you could convince everyone that you'd seen it? Or do you think your version would be so much better that no one would care? Here at Faking Movies, we're always the ones who haven't seen the movie. Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. No, you can. Yes, I can. No, you can. Yes, I can. No, you can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Hey everyone, welcome back to Faking Movies. Uh, this is the show where I don't give Zach or Seth the satisfaction. I'm fighting it so hard right now. Um, this is episode 125. Uh, this is the time when I would say check our Twitter, and I will, but I'm going to say it with extra gusto because we're joined this week by marielle herself what is up you get the first ask of how you're doing this week <laughs> i'm wonderful uh, great uh, uh, unlike zach and mm. seth i'm not sucking two dicks right now uh, <laughs> yep that's all i know and 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 yeah perhaps you're perhaps the only person on the show right now who's not because i'm giving one of my patented horrible intros all right what's up <laughs> seth how you doing <laughs> Good. great what about you, Zach? What's going on? I'm pretty great. How are you, bud? Yeah, doing okay. Doing okay. Watched mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. some movies this afternoon. Yeah. Uh, okay. Had some That's good. Had some thoughts about clothing based on on these movies. Uh, and with with Marielle here, I especially wanted to bring this up. So oh, one, I'm interested. Yeah. Uh, the Fifth Element. Agree or disagree? Um, fruit roll up fashion. <laughs> uh. All of the clothing in the fifth element looks looks like like what fruit roll-ups would look like if they were clothing. (laughs) Interesting. I mean, vinyl clothes are a trend. Lady Gaga, Katy Perry was like super into it for a while. Oh, yeah. It's like all, it's just pure latex. I I heard the early 2000s clothes are soon to make a comeback, like the NSYNC era, and that feels like a vinyl-y nightmare. I've been hearing that for a little while with like the ultra low-rise jeans, Yeah, and it just makes me think of Britney and Justin at the VMAs. Mm -hmm. Where they were wearing denim matching matching denim denim suits. suits. Yeah. (sighs) Iconic. And denim cowboy hats. Yeah. Living the dream. I mean, it's it's hard because we're in that 90s revival right now, which I love, and I'm like, please- never get past this point like let's just go straight back to like the 50s or 60s and just never sure. hit the 2000s Zoot suits i'm i would be fine with that i yeah. I, I just I, I oh man i that was a big uh, Zoot suits came back in the 90s that could we, be yeah, yeah but that's some that's some like shitty you know ska swing revival swing bullshit remember when yeah. cherry pop and daddy's played the super bowl i do game. remember that <laughs> that was uh what 1998 um so yeah, you told I me. I believe it was. Yeah, it was uh, the fucking. It was either ninety six uh, or ninety eight. Falcons yeah. and uh, and uh, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, Broncos. Yep. Seth, Seth brought this up. If you had to say stake your life savings on whether the Cherry Pop and Daddies 
did or did not play the Super Bowl, I wouldn't have even had to think about it. Obviously, they did not play the Super Bowl. And now we would all have a house that we lived Apparently, in together. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so my other thing that, that I thought of today, mm-hmm. re-clothing, was I, I think I've got a cool new way to get dressed. Are you going to lay your about... clothes on the floor and jump into them? No, I'm not going to queek. I'm not going to queequeg it. Um, so, so it's an elaborate series of pulleys and levers. No, no, no. You can say like robots and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys? How, tell me how this. Try try this on. Okay. Uh huh. Um, All right. Okay. What yep. do you guys? What do you guys think about top down dressing? So like normally what, I would get shirt, dressed. You mean, you your shirt on first instead of your pants. <laughs> yeah. Normally I would get dressed wow. like out inside out. But but I'm what I'm presupposing oh, is that you get dressed <laughs> full top and then down. So like, oh, I'm just the, picturing for... you wearing a baseball cap and nothing else, <laughs> walking around the house like, yeah, this yeah, is no. not so bad. I it's like, like this. a baseball cap and uh, and and like a button up shirt and then shirt cocking it. Yeah. I, yeah. So the other day, what I did was undershirt, button up, blazer. Oh wow! No Whoa. pants. Like, oh. Wow. Not yeah. not not even uh, under uh, undershirt uh, button up blazer top coat uh, <laughs> top just to hide my butt yeah yeah no no, no pants um, <laughs> I mean like obviously the next step is pants, and the but bowler like, the blazer is that's a step yeah. too far mm-hmm. that yeah. is well, it's a like, bridge too far because yeah. all my ups all my upstairs clothes are in one room in my house and all my downstairs clothes are in another room well oh, that's yeah. weird I don't. That's a we don't, have any, we don't have any big closets. Oh, Everything's split okay. up. Yeah. You know, it makes sense to me. I mean, I mean, my, I've been my there. Upstairs and downstairs mix up is just all over the place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, I, th- I, I thought you were gonna propose a, a. You said inside out. I thought you were gonna go outside in. Like, let's put the pants on and then try to figure out how to get the underpants on. <laughs> well, I think that's what happened, <laughs> to Superman. Yeah. Oh sure. Yeah. Oh, you just end up as uh, Pete and Peach. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah. Like, here's my thing. So. This is probably a personal issue, but Wait, are you gonna put on like a button up and then put a uh, put a uh, an undershirt over top of my bra of over top of my look. blazer, which is something yeah, right. that I definitely did in eighth grade. Um, yep. yep. Uh, so Didn't a woman, all? a woman wearing like just an oversized t shirt is like so cute and like sexy and whatever. Mm-hmm. You get a little peeky peek. But a man wearing just a t-shirt and like his balls hanging out the bottom is the grossest thing in the exactly. world. Exactly. Like I find that That's... so disturbing. I would rather see him naked. Yeah. I would yep. rather because like, it it goes down just far enough where you see the nuts and the tip of the dick, and you're like, oh, that but... is the least sexy. And he's wearing outfit. sandals with socks yeah. on top of that. So like, it's oh yeah, even... you start with socks regardless yeah. of the strategy yeah. for sure. I don't do. I would rather it just like be a naked. really good look. I'm gonna try that <laughs> yeah. out all the time. I don't do now. sandals with socks gonna, very often, uh, but I have done it around the house every once in a while. Yeah. Like if I need to go do the garbage and my feet are cold, like you There's know, nothing wrong with oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just have to have. Yeah, so we anyway, start a company that has very specific lengths of shirts, so you could just get the balls. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, you buy it by dick length. Uh-huh. Well, like, yeah, like yeah, instead yeah, of a yeah. small, medium, large, it's like a four cutouts. Uh, oh, a window. Yeah, so there's yeah. like yeah, so there's like a Aww. you know like a little a little slightly longer bit in the front, a little yeah. extension. Mm-hmm. Sure. What about yeah. a shirt that ha- uh-huh. works on the same principle as like a vertical blind, where you can raise <laughs> and lower it depending wow. on how you're feeling at the time? Oh, that's, that's a cool. good idea. A little pulley in the corner. Uh huh. Yeah. 
You could do it with like it's a like it's cord a, it's attached in the armpits, so you could just like kind of. Mm, oh, I know actually exactly how thinking. you could do it. All right, with just, like a tunneled just, elastic and like a little little toggle. Zoop all right, all right. Mm. let me let me call the bank. We have a great <laughs> restaurant idea. <laughs> <laughs> this will also be this will be the like in the restaurant those little gift shop. That will sell these. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, we're opening a Cracker Barrel but for perverts. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say this is the the logical oh, so end a regular, point. Of- a regular Cracker Barrel. Yes. All right. <laughs> The logical endpoint of this is a new story about the rise in like sexual assaults and flashing. Like, <laughs> it'll be called the. It f- so we did it, everyone. We ruined society. Uh, yep. Well, that's all it takes. It's not really our fault. <laughs> we are teetering. Uh, it's really I your knew fault. I'd have a hand in it. You didn't want to put <laughs> yeah, pants I think we on. All did. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we should probably actually start let's talking pivot. about the movie. Maybe no, I, I like this. Let's just keep going. <laughs> let's let's pivot here. Um, I know that by the time this episode comes out, we'll be well beyond Spooky Tober because we don't know how to schedule things. Nope. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah. But this title uh, for this week's this week's movie certainly uh, seems like it'll lend to a Spooky Tober kind of feeling. Um, sure, sure. And with that, hey Marielle. Tell us, tell us what you're here to talk about this week. All right, so you guys gave me a movie which I have never heard the title of before. It's called Phantom. You and, you and me both, Mary. Oh, excellent. <laughs> it's called Phantom of the Paradise, which is, yeah, it is. so cool. Like, mm-hmm. I think that would be like, I don't know. I just think it sounds really cool and exotic, and I like it. Well, now, stay tuned. <laughs> now, what what people did we tell you were involved in this movie? Yeah, that's true. Oh, I forgot. Is there going to be like a, you left out someone really important? I don't think so. Well, you gave me four actors. Uh, uh-huh. Paul Williams. Yeah. Jessica mm-hmm. Harper. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Sissy Spacek, who I adore. Mm-hmm. And Rod oh, Serling. Fuck me. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot about both of those. Oh. those two. <laughs> okay, well, actually that works out because they only have minor roles in this. Well, probably for the best. Um, I like that we gave you a cast with Sissy Spacek and Rod Serling, and the other two people are Paul Williams and Jessica Harper, and you were like, this is a Paul Williams-Jessica Harper vehicle. (laughs) You you and the the writer-director of this actual movie. You know why? (laughs) Well, that's true. (laughs) It's because I just pick the names. Like in oh, order, sure. so who, the main character, if they're first, if they're first to appear, their yeah. first build. I, I guess I probably I could put more thought oh, yeah. into it. Also, when when I get to Sissy's role, you'll be like, oh, that's perfect for her, because okay, I, she's great. Fuck, I when I, we get to Sissy's role, you'll say, huh? I yeah. do oh, not recall who Sissy is in this movie. Well, but I do. We'll get to does. this. We'll get to this. Anyway, okay. so Marielle, tell us about the Phantom of the Paradise. Okay. I'm really excited. So I'm actually I'm going to tell you guys the whole movie, and then I want you to guess. Uh, my concept is two things combined. So if you can figure out what those two things are, Dope. You tell me okay. if you can figure it out. I, this is very interesting, and you'll yeah, see why. Yeah, that, really? so. <laughs> that is extremely fascinating. It is spooky Tober, and I and there's like a full moon recently, and I feel like my ESP is like really up right now, so that could be why. Man, we've been Duck did this same thing too. We've been yeah. having we've we've somehow it took us two years, but we've looped back around to the original onus of the podcast somehow. Like <laughs> yeah, his yeah. his was really on point. Yeah, mm-hmm. good job, Duck. By the way, I really enjoyed his movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, and so. good job serving your community, Duck. Man, so I, I had drinks with Duck last night, and he was saying how he is going to promote this episode, his episode that came out. Oh, no. Yeah, and I was like, no, but like you know the whole <laughs> don't, town. Don't I do live that. In this town. 
<laughs> no, no. Well, real quick, guys, Shard Mom. Just remember, hashtag uh-huh. Shard Mom. We need to get those t-shirts before Duck makes us famous. Oh, yeah. And set up that merch. If Duck gets us <laughs> t-shirt sales, he'll be forgiven. Zach will have to move to the other side of the planet, but the rest of us will be fine. Yeah, it's fine. Like, Fuck we're all yeah. Chardonnay moms at that point. Like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. I'm willing we to completely so leave my good. current life to be a Shard Mom. Yeah, yeah we yeah, would me. all be so good at staying home and not having a job and getting lunch with the gals. We'd be so good at I that. I am already really good at that. Literally, I mean, I am really I good at that. But it's a like, job in yeah. a way. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm really Pesky good at capitalism. that, too. That's it's, really... It's, what what my job is most of the time is doing that right now. So we're all we're all living that, but like actual life is getting in the way yeah, of totally. like true shard momness, mm-hmm. and we just gotta cut all that other shit like, out. Like if I wasn't in such a like committed relationship with a person that I really love, I would totally take out a personal ad that says Ponch Boy looking for <laughs> someone to support his Chardonnay yes. problem. You could be a sugar I, baby. Seen, I was gonna say I've seen so many videos about like actual sugar baby websites, and I was like. God, if I was like a- an appealing human in any way, I feel like I would really fucking be. If into I wasn't this life. this flesh golem made of sadness, I I did I did fine. once tell my husband that yep. if we were not together, I would be a sugar baby. Mm-hmm. Because why the fuck so wouldn't you? It's much great money. Yeah, I like shoes. Like I like nice what's things. Anyway, <laughs> we went we went the oh honorable route instead. What were we thinking? I guess says so you. It we did it for love. Sometimes. I know. Stupid. <laughs> love and Yeah, all for love and one for all or whatever that song is. Uh oh. Excellent callback. I'm Rod Stewart. Mm-hmm. I'm still Brian Adams and I fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We gotta focus, fellas. Never. <laughs> Alright. So let's talk about let's talk about my Phantom of the Paradise. Yeah. So this movie stars Paul. He's t- also I I know these are like grown adults, so we're just gonna place this movie wherever. Like a Muppet baby sort of situation? (laughs) No, but in their like 20s. So if it's the 70s, maybe the Uh 80s, I'm not sure like exactly how old these people are, Um, but it can be in the past so that they're in the right age and they're not like. We're not doing that like Will Smith reverse face thing. Oh yeah, mm. from Gemini. Gemini Man Gemini. in theaters at time of recording yeah. and Looks not long after. Like shit. Garbage, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So th- we're not doing that. Twenty five percent critic score, eighty five percent audience score. Oh my I mean, god! People okay. love I, Will Smith. They do. I I hate to derail this again. I do watched you? a yeah, literal serial killer experience life on a plane ride I was just on. She was a seat in front of me and she watched the Will Smith Aladdin remake in its entirety, which is like two and a fucking half hours. And as soon as it was over, she started it over again <laughs> and watched it twice. Soup to nuts, start to finish. Yeah. I was like, this one, I'm going to call the police as soon as we land. That woman has killed me. <laughs> it Does was, the plane have a basement? There are people tied up in it. <laughs> I was like, I elbowed my wife, and I was like, what the fuck is happening? There was a stranger beside me. I almost was like, are you fucking getting this? <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. lunacy. Wow. wow that's Ugh. next level. Jeffrey, it's your cousin, Marvin. Marvin Dahmer. <laughs> you know that serial killer aesthetic you've been looking for? You know well, that modus operandi you've been looking for? <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh. Okay, oh okay so we're taking place in the 70s or something. Where, when whatever Marvin era it places them in, like, their mid-20s, or, like, they can be in their 30s playing 20s, but 
Like, they're not okay. old. It's not today. All right. So we're stars Paul. He's a 20-something. He's, like, kind of a disheveled guy. And he works as a bar back at, like, a divey rock club, Anytown, USA. Cool. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the movie opens with a montage scene. And he's, like, working at the club. And he's taking out the trash. He has to clean the bathrooms. It's, like, full of puke and piss. It's, like, nasty. Obviously, his job is, like, pathetic. Um, yep. But the outside of the club. The Greenland shark. It's full of Greenland sharks. <laughs> the outside of the club has one of those like um, old style marquees from before they had neon where it's the big glow bulbs and it just says paradise in like huge letters. Yeah, of course it That's, does. Because that okay. is perfect. That is the yep. paradise. <laughs> I went really literal here as you can't tell. Sure. Is your movie going to be a combination of Phantom of the Opera and Cinderfella? You're close. You're close. Damn. Oh, you're so close. Yeah, you're close. You'll find out. So he comes, he, like, the end of the night, he goes home from the club. It's, like, 4 a.m., whatever time they close. And he finds his girlfriend in bed with another guy. And his girlfriend is anyone. She's not one of the cast that we give you here because she's, like, only in this scene. Mm -hmm. So she's basically like, well, I've been cheating on you for months, and I was going to break up with you anyway, and here's your stuff. And it's just, like, a cardboard box. And the box is just, like, uh, it's, like, a pile of flannel shirts with, like, a, I said an Xbox on the top, but I guess it should be like an Atari. It's just like. <laughs> okay, so this is this is the 80s then. All right. It's just like a yeah. box of flannel shirts. Weird time An Odyssey 2 gaming system. Yeah. And then he uh, he loads into like a shitty like old station wagon with the wood trim. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have anywhere to go because he just got kicked out of his house. And so he just like goes back to the club and he parks in the back and he sleeps in his car. And then he All wakes right. up. In the I know mo- that feel. <laughs> He wakes up in the morning to a homeless guy peeing on his car. Oh, man, this is a very urine-oriented <laughs> <Yeah>. movie. Oh, <laughs> my Greenland shark. Oh, no. So it's, like, early in the morning. No one's there yet, so he just, like, he has a key, so he lets himself in. He's, like, looking around for something to eat. He's, like, stealing drinks, whatever. Um, yeah. And while he's, like, digging around, he finds, like, like a, behind a pile of boxes, there's, like, an old door that leads to, like, an area that he'd never been in before. And like like uh, Narnia, <laughs> only not imaginary. What's this wardrobe doing here? Yeah, why is it? Why is it a Christian allegory? <laughs> oh, no, I don't like this at all. Is John Malkovich's brain <laughs> in this one? Oh, I didn't think to put John Malkovich in this. That would have been a <laughs> Malkovich. So yeah, in so the, it's like a. It's a storage room, and it's full of old, like, wigs and, and opera costumes and all kinds of cool stuff. Because it used to be a, a regular theater, and they mm-hmm. tore all the seats out to turn it into a rock club. Okay. Um, oh, and- just like that uh, that awful movie that we watched uh, with, like, Chloe Savini and... The Last Days of Disco? Oh, sure. Disco. Yeah, so there's, God, like, you know, sucked. the old that curtains are back there. They're, like, burgundy yeah. velvet with the gold ropes. Of course yeah. they are. It's like that yeah. super tradition. <laughs> so he just like kind of sets up a little place for himself in the back room. He doesn't want people to like know about it. So he like puts the boxes back when he leaves. But mm-hmm. this is where yep. he's going to hide out at night. So it's like people. Seems sh- like a good spot. Yes. And Sounds it's like, like my alert, my work layer. I was say we found like just talked about this. Yeah. yeah. Mariel, oh. you said this ties into your movie. You were not wrong. <laughs> yeah, I told you. Yeah. Um, so, like, people start showing up. He's, like, acting all normal. Like, he doesn't want to let anyone know they got picked out of his house. His girlfriend's cheating on him. And they started a new a new bartender starting that night. Her, and it's Jessica. And, right. of course, she's, like, sure. gorgeous. And he's in love with her. And, like, obsessed mm-hmm. with her. 
And he's like, I see where this is going. Yeah, it's cute. And he's like really nervous and he's like always trying to impress her, but it always backfires. So he like tries to impress her by picking up the garbage, but the bag explodes all over him. So it's just covered in trash. He's just covered in trash and Greenland sharks. Yeah, so it's basically, (laughs) you can see this is becoming a rom com kind of Mm -hmm, such. Um, so Sissy Spacek plays the front office manager and she's his best friend, but like non love interest. So maybe make her like a lesbian, maybe be cool. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So she obviously calls him out and is like, you have a crush on Jessica. Like everyone Mm -hmm. knows. And he's like, Oh, like what? She's too cool for me. Like whatever. It would never work. And Sissy's like, but you're the best ever. And gives him like a pep talk. Mm -hmm. And I just think that she would be perfect in that role. Oh yeah. Um, so then Rod appears and he plays Jessica's douchey boyfriend. He is always trying to come to the club, trying to get free drinks, like trying to get backstage and yeah. he like treats her like he shit. Has that look about him. Yeah. So I like that in this era, Rod Serling would be like 70. <laughs> yeah. Right? He can be as like, yeah, whatever, he has, like a just... 50s personality. They'll... I know that we I know that we 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 run this show in like a time displaced yeah. like no. like alien graveyard or something <laughs> but like they'll just put a black wig he, on him a, or something he's got a real suaveness about him though that, that checks yeah. out him. i mean he could be like an older Submitted boyfriend for your too approval, my dick <laughs> <laughs> that is the best line i've ever heard <sighs> it was i don't even think that's is that what rod serling even uh, sounds like vaguely I can't even really, like he's no he one of those generic mid-atlantic sort of accents yeah, yeah. yeah. and that 50s inflection mm-hmm. right over dramatic yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. it's awesome no. Delivering his lines through Chesterton drags, like yeah. that's true. Oh, you know oh Chesterton's, huh? <laughs> Lucille Ball's cigarette of choice. <laughs> Show enough. Um, so he's like, he's still living in the back of the club, and like for some unexplained reason, one day Sissy shows up early and she catches him like putting the boxes back, and she's like, "What the fuck?" She's mm. like, "Are you living here?" and so he like tells her the truth whatever and he gives her like a little tour of her his little apartment and by this point he set up like a rube goldberg level like contraptions of apartments so there's like you know there's like power cords everywhere and there's like some kind of hose hooked up to make like a makeshift shower it's like you know it'll be really cool and maybe there's like i don't know the curtains work to make like the shower curtain something cool like that and she's like Sure. All right, just, yeah. like, stay here as long as you want. Like, but... he's made a cool little space out of it. Yeah, like, he makes it cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh... her reaction is like, all right, whatever, just fuck off. <laughs> stay here as long she's, as you want. Yeah, she's yeah, like, whatever, like. smell out of the curtains, like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's his best friend. She just, like, wants to be happy, whatever. Sure, sure. So, yeah. like, they're work. him and Jessica are working together, and their friendship grows, and he tra- starts to become a little less awkward, and she starts to confide in him about how shitty Rod is as a boyfriend, he wants to break she wants to break up with him but she doesn't know how and you know he tries to be supportive Mm -hmm. so one night rod shows up at the club and he's like super wasted and he starts yelling at jessica and paul just like grabs him and throws this dude out like by the shirt collar even though he's not a bouncer he's just like a little guy yeah because he's paul williams (laughs) <laughs> Just, he is truly a little guy. He's yeah. a little guy. And L-I-L apostrophe guy. <laughs> He's famous for playing Lil Enos. Lil Enos. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so yep. it's like Lil very Lil impressive Lil. that he throws this like big dude out. And, wow, yeah. Um, I hope there's a lot of like really shitty wire work involved. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they like, they, and the boom mic. Yeah, he's in. like gingerly holding him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here we go. And then it's like 
you hear like the sound of um, dishes exploding when he gets thrown out. Yeah, the and like yeah. that would be really good actually. Okay, so it's like yeah. you know the the sound that like every foley artist makes. That's a box of dishes and glass breaking yes. when he throws Rod out the door, and it's like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, exactly of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, a Wilhelm scream also. Yes, yeah, so we can put a Wilhelm scream Classically. in here. <laughs> Might as well. Um, <laughs> 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 so. uh you know, he's her hero and whatever. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope Rod Sterling didn't break a hip. <laughs> <laughs> he's 87. <laughs> Sorry, Rod. An alternate dimension. We'll put him on a crash. Don't have osteoporosis. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're like cleaning up the bar at the end of the night. Um, and they're chatting and they end up like hanging out and, uh, Paul's like, let me uh, show you this cool thing. So they go up on the roof of the club and there's like a cool view of the city and they like stay up all night. Um, Mm -hmm. They're drinking like a bottle of wine they stole from the bar. She falls asleep on his shoulder and he drives her home. Um, Then he comes, Paul comes home and he like, you know, goes back to his little, his lair. He's all happy because he like connected (laughs) with her. And uh, the next day he. Oh no, it's a weird little fuck nest. No, this is very chaste. Oh, they like sorry. okay, they uh. they kiss. Definitely they kiss, but the, that's mm-hmm. as far as it goes. This okay. is like PG thirteen, I think. And uh so Paul's sleeping in his secret lair. It's like five o'clock in the afternoon because they stayed up all night talking and it was like so romantic. His fuck nest. In the fuck nest. <laughs> and he like hears somebody yelling, so he runs back up to the roof and he sees Rod and he's all they can't handle fuck nest. I'm just picturing the curtain smelling like balls. I don't know. <laughs> she walks in and she goes, we had one fucking rule. God uh, damn it. Sorry, sissy. No, wait, not Rod. Paul. Paul. Damn it, Paul. Your ball smell. Um, and so, like, here's Rod. Out- so it's Rod outside and he's drunk and, like, uh, kind of, like, wa- you know, drunk walking around. And he's got... He's like, I'm going to burn this whole place down. Like, I'm going to ruin Jessica's Ooh. life. She ruined oh, mine. No. So he's, like, going to commit arson. And But he thinks no one's there because it's, like, the middle of the afternoon. The club's not open. So Paul, like, uses his little secret passage to get back up on the roof. And he jumps down onto Rod and tackles him. And it just Ooh. happens to be as Sissy and Jessica, like, pull up in their cars. And so... Okay. um. They're like run screaming, they're like, oh my god, what's happening? Blah, blah, blah. And they hold him down, and the cops come and like t- haul his ass away in a paddy wagon. Mm-hmm. Sure. So that night, the band, and we're gonna insert like cool one hit wonder semi relevant band here. So it'll be like a cameo, but I didn't know what time period this was. And, uh, well, if it's seventies, I propose maybe Molly Hatchet. Fine. Sure. Molly Hatchet. And they definitely did a bespoke song for like a weird three minute way too long <laughs> interval in the movie yeah. and then they did the opening and closing credits obviously except as, i wanted as, molly hatchet because they have a song called flirting with disaster and i thought that oh that could be that could be the song i'm traveling down the road and i'm flirting with disaster Wow, that sounded Wait, like... Is, that sounded is like Kermit the Frog 70s. the lead singer of Molly Hatchet? <laughs> I was thinking it was Ray Romano, but... Uh... <laughs> Deborah Sandwich! That actually... Deborah, I can't believe I soundproofed the garage! How am I going to get a sandwich? <laughs> that actually is, is. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> a very good oh Ramon my god why would you even do that <laughs> you know we're we're in the Ramonaissance. you guys know that right wait really i've heard of things it didn't he have a comedy special what? he had that serious show on fx or whatever what i missed all that of was this. several years ago he was on Men of a Certain Age on TNT in the early 2000s. I do All of those that. things that I just said, but your version, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think he did a comedy special recently. Well, he was in, he was he like was in The Big Sick, and he was really good in that. And then he did that oh, real bummer fuck. cancer movie with one of the Duply. Uh, the the Duply? The mm-hmm. Duplopities? Uh, <laughs> Duplopities. <laughs> the Duploy boys. <laughs> Uh, I do like them. <laughs> Mumblecore, here we go. That's Zach's mm. shit right there. Yeah. What would Ray Romano sound like if he was a mumbler? I think it might sound something like... No, <laughs> no, Don't fake me out like that. I was really looking bra. forward to it. Uh, so, wow. The, the chair <laughs> thing. The, the, wow. That movie. It's it's a Duplass thing. That is, that's a Duplass <laughs> film yeah. uh okay so there's a band doing their bespoke song yeah. for the movie they're mm-hmm. like a one-hit wonder but a recognizable yes. one and uh so they like call uh paul to the stage he's a hero he saved the whole club like they was gonna get burned down by rod like he's a hero and everyone's like cheering and screaming and you know clapping and then jessica comes up she gives him like a big kiss in front of everyone it's like oh declare our love for each other and then the movie ends with title cards that are, I'm not sure what the technical term is this, where you have like the freeze frame with the little text that shows what happened to them in the future. Like an epitaph kind of thing? Yeah, there's a technical name for that, but we'll just, whatever it is. Okay. I know what you mean. It's like what they do in like, that's like at the end of Animal House. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly yeah. like that. Uh, or uh, what's his name becomes a senator. Yeah. Yeah. So Rod did not become a senator. He was caught with <laughs> uh, accelerant and torches, and he's sent to prison for attempted arson. That mm-hmm. sounds equitable. Yeah. Uh, Sissy, yes. by the- is this a prequel to the Batman villain Firefly? Oh no! Ooh. No one, <laughs> no one knows that that Batman villain. All right. No, no, I do from Gotham, and it could be. Oh was no, that was he was in the show Gotham. Gotham. You watch Gotham. I mean, Man, I only watched season. like one season yeah. of that. Yeah, maybe the second oh, I, I I watched like through Scarecrow, and I think that was it. And mm-hmm. I like got off mm-hmm. the off the rails with it. It was trash. Yep. Hey, in that new Harley Quinn movie, Zaz is going to be a character, so they're bringing Zaz into. That's the not going to be Pete wow. Davidson, is it? I don't know. Apparently, he wasn't know. in SNL for a couple weeks because he was filming the new Suicide Squad. Oh. And I was like, oh, well, that Pete, one's a little different. Pete Davidson is in a Suicide Squad? Yeah, yes. the, yeah, yeah. But I don't know what his character is. He is he just the high guy laughing in the background the whole time? <laughs> what? He can't act. What, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? You know about? what I'm excited So I don't, I don't really. I don't shit, man. I'm, I'm, oh not a, I'm not a DC Universe mm-hmm. guy. Their movies are mostly bad. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm real excited because fucking uh, they have King Shark is going to be in the new. Oh, interesting. What is? He's just a, a, a giant anthropomorphic mm. shark. Does it wear a crown? It's like a street shark. How would you Whoa. know if it's a king if it doesn't wear a crown? Mm, that's true. Like that Modest Yahoo song, King Without a Crown. <laughs> okay, you're making it really Modest Jewish. Yahoo. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you, so, like, is that like reggaeton? We, we have a like, 50% that, Jewish pop. Yeah, he's... Gotta get in there. He actually left orthodoxy. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He, he left. Yeah. He shaved off his beard. Jano's beard cut all his hair off. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. He, I yeah. had no he, idea. He looks crazy, like a weird, crazy, sad baby now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
He looks like he looks like he's simultaneously eighty and four. <laughs> yep. It's very <laughs> it's very disorienting. Yeah. Yep. Um all right, so oh, Rod boy. goes to federal prison for our attempted arson. Sissy oh, yeah. sure. buys out the whole club and she makes it super successful. Mm. Good for her. Uh, she changes with the times. She does. She's a queen. Yeah. Jessica and Paul move in together, and they like recreate his lair in a room in their house. So he seems weird. Oh, but maybe because it's the fuck den or whatever we called it. Yeah, it's a literal. I was gonna say literal man cave, but like man cave or you know special room. It's a it's a wank shack. Yeah, yeah. I mean his 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 ball smell can just permeate everything in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, very cultivated. The Paul's ex-girlfriend, who is played by unknown actress, gets thrown out of the mm-hmm. house by the guy that she was cheating on Paul with, who's cheating on her. Uh, Naturally. Sure. The end. Classic movie comeuppance. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's my favorite. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff. That's good so, stuff. So, um, Lee, you guessed that mine was Phantom of the Opera combined mm-hmm. with what? Cinderfella, oh, Cinderfella, which is just Cinderella, but with Jerry Lewis. <laughs> um, oh, my Yeah. Um, so you're wow. right about the first part is Phantom of the Opera, but the second sure, part it was in the title, yeah. yeah. This and also Andrew Lidrepper. Um oh. but the second part is Pass. one of my favorite '90s kind of rom com esque movies that also features a one hit wonder band making one appearance. If anyone can guess, Fuck. Back to the Future Part Three with ZZ Top. <laughs> Actually, would have been better. Famous one-hit wonder, ZZ Top. <laughs> Clueless has mighty, mighty boss tones. In that it. How good... dare you call that? Name <laughs> you motherfucker! Um, I was gonna. They have put out twenty-five <laughs> albums. Was it? Also, I don't Clueless like. Clueless is just Emma. Was it yeah. Monkey Emma. Bone with uh... Brendan Fraser? No, oh, I wish. No. Um, so uh, what was the the band? Was I'll in. give you the the band is Letters to Cleo. Oh 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 oh! Fucking oh. ten things. Ten I things ahead of you. Empire Records. Oh, and he's like oh. likes the girl, and he has to tell her by one thirty-seven. I have, I mean, this is completely beyond me. I don't oh, know. Man. You know, I love a good thing about Empire Records is I watched it a few years ago, and I didn't <gasps> like it anymore. Oh, I mean, I don't think I, I feel can. Like Ethan Embry's been coming up a lot, but I don't um, think I can ever not like Empire Records. It was so important to my childhood. Really I mean, I it's did really just good. heavily reference it for my last episode too. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't know Letters of Cleo was in Empire. Aren't Records. they the band in it at the end? That's like like when know. the um. Oh my god, what's her name with the new face? Um, Renee when Zellweger. When Renee Zellweger plays the lead singer, isn't Cleo, Cleo the backing band? I'm now, now I'm oh like not god. sure, and I'm nervous. Why does Kay Hanley never get to appear on camera? She's always <laughs> doing the singing for all these actresses. That's She's true, the voice yeah. in Josie mm-hmm. and the Pussycats. I love yeah, that movie. Right it's that, so it's good. So I owned that soundtrack. soundtrack on CD. It was top notch. Chef's kiss. Loved <laughs> that CD. Like I wore it out. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Th- she does appear. Uh, Kay Dawson? Hanley does appear in mm-hmm. Parks and Rec when they. That's when true. They it's like the real thing. Oh, yeah, fun. Ben. Ben is very into letters. He to wears Cleo. that shirt a yeah. lot in that episode. Like mm-hmm, in that show, they cool. do repeat clothes, which is one thing that I always uh, respected about that show. Man, oh, yeah. what a oh, like uh, they had a set wardrobe for each character or something. Yeah, like. except some of them were really unrealistic. Like uh, Rashida Jones, who was supposed to be like the nurse slash worked in City Hall, wore a lot of Mark Jacobs, which she would never have been able to afford. Oh, Mark Jacobs by Mark Jacobs featuring Mark Jacobs. Actually, yes, it was Mark by Mark at the time. Um, let's... Jesus Christ, wow. that fucking label. <laughs> it's uh... man is is Letters to Cleo the unsung heroes. Of our of generation the, of '90s movies, I yeah. think so. 
They were so famous. Like, everyone knows them, but they never were famous. I guess Kay does get to, like, actually sing in 10 Things I Hate About You. Because she sings. She gets to walk right up to the camera during the prom when they're doing the cover of Cruel to be Kind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why does Letters Cleo only get to do covers in 10 Things I Hate About You? Yeah, why is that? Interesting question. Yeah. Um, you know who can we just so Phantom in, in this, of the Paradise in this merch store that we're gonna start? Can we just sell Letters to Cleo merch sure. to get this fucking like going bootleg again? Letters to Cleo merch? Yeah, I, I feel like they'd be into the it. The market They're, is like, huge, right? <laughs> yeah, like dispatches to Nefertiti. Is that the bootleg Letters to Cleo? <laughs> wow, nice. <laughs> That's very good. Wow. Actually, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> so <laughs> you want to? So I like love band like coming up with band names. Um, just like random phrases. I'm always like, it's my next band. Mm-hmm. So my friend yeah. shared with me today that um, kangaroos have like really weird um, sex organs. Penises. Yeah, of course. Uh, I knew it was going to be deep. <laughs> um, and my next band name is going to be called Middle Vagina because kangaroos have side oh. vaginas and middle yep. vaginas. Yeah. So my next huh. band, yeah. Middle Vagina. All, all, all marsupials too. Yeah, I never knew that. Um, marsupials in general have forked penises. Uh, I did know about the forked penises, like, but forked penises is already taken. Yeah, monotrains <laughs> have even more complicated penises. They have four heads. Um, yeah, so like uh, sh- short, short spine echidnas, long spine echidnas, and uh, oh, and, yeah, echidnas uh, are cool. So Phantom of the Paradise <laughs> and uh, platypuses. Oh, yeah, we should probably talk. Uh, they, they have four penis heads. Uh, it's very, uh, look it up on the internet at work, people. Mm. <laughs> I was four, go, no, go no, incognito. Boss, go incognito boss, was, and use Bing. Search was doing auto research, stream boss. penis. I was doing research. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's for a special thing that my radio <laughs> friends told me to do. <laughs> this is really wow, that's some real Wolfman Jack shit right there. <laughs> Amen. Um. Uh, so, Phantom of the Paradise. Yep. I have the IMDb one-sentence summary. Oh, two-sentence summary. Oh, mm, with, It's oh. one of these. It's a two-banger. Yeah, Lay it also me. has a bunch of commas in it. All right. A so, two-banger like an Achilles. This is a... Ni- <laughs> uh, that's a four-banger. Uh, but <laughs> Whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> All right, so um, so Phantom of the Paradise is a 1974 film. Okay. So you know you okay. you were mostly right. Uh, <laughs> Rod Serling is still alive, and all of these other people have been born. So it's, <laughs> it's <the Venn> <laughs> I mean, uh, Paul Williams was born in like 1940, so like he oh. was not a young man at this time. I, I think he is a time lord. He seems timeless. But like, uh, you know, yeah, he he's, could, uh, he was, there was actually a documentary about him about five years ago called "I'm Still Alive." <laughs> well, That's there you go. Yeah, I mean, he's 79. Um, okay, but like. Yeah. In the- 70s he could have been like a young 30 looking dude i mean they just put some he's funny never looked all that, that young just, but, yeah. yeah i mean rod sterling died the year after this so Aww. um Sorry. but he was born no. in 1924 he died in 75 because you know he was rod uh. sterling and all those chestertons so uh the summary is a disfigured composer sells his soul for the woman he loves so that she will perform his music. However, an evil record tycoon betrays him and steals his music to open his rock palace, the paradise. 
What? Wait. <laughs> yeah. this, this is why we need very, very discreet video of this, because watching Marielle's face during that was mm-hmm. so good. <laughs> so, uh, Marielle, I'm going to give you, before I go into like a longer yeah. summary, I'm going to give you a few tidbits uh, to tide you over here. Um, so, yours was a combination of two things. This movie is a combination of three things. <laughs> um, very shamelessly, it, in fact. Yeah. It is a combination of... The Phantom of the Opera, not the musical because it didn't exist the yet. Book. But the uh, the, opera, the opera, the actual opera. <laughs> oh fuck! Um, no kidding. Book and book and it opera. was a, yeah, yeah, it was a book significantly. It was a that. French novel, right, and yeah. then it got adapted like a billion times. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Phantom, it's an adaptation of uh, Phantom of the Opera, Faust, and oh, the, the selling- picture of Dorian Gray. Oh my God! They were literally like, "Hmm, what are three classics that have not been combined?" What are what are three vaguely gothic uh, things that we could do? Wait, so this this is like since it's before the musical, so it's Mm -hmm. like, did Andrew Lloyd Webber rip this off? Or did well, maybe oh, God, I don't think something so. no. something we actually talked about <laughs> something yeah. Seth and I talked about was that this actually comes out before Rocky Horror Picture Show the film. and it feels like Rocky Horror oh. Picture Show borrowed from it but the play did already well, exist the play existed yeah, but, but not the the, uh, the, the 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 film was came out the next year it came out in seventy five. So, so we, but it seems before. like this movie would have been being written when around the time or like right before the play, the mm-hmm. Rocky Horror Show came out. Right. So like, there's probably a little bit of cross pollination. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It was just like a zeitgeist issue where yeah. you're like, hey, weird, crazy monster, Gothic, yeah, over the like top. When, uh... There's some like very Ooh. ambiguous sexuality going on. Yeah. Like, so like when um this movie the, is extremely over the top. The, by the Prestige way. and the other magician movie the Illusionist. came out. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Mm. Uh, yeah, and I didn't even consider Rocky Horror. Armageddon and Deep yeah. Rising. I, yeah. I, Deep Impact. Deep Impact. Deep Impact. Yeah. Sorry. I. Yeah. Love Rocky Horror. So will I like yeah, this I'm or will a, I? I'm not a Rocky Horror person. This. I, I'm really I get really I, bored with Rocky Horror actually. So I mm. this sounds like interesting because Zach, uh just to spoil it, did not react to this movie the way Seth and I did. Yeah, we love this. This was super fun, dude. Oh. And and Zach said he loves Rocky Horror. Neither of us like Rocky Horror. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you have to be one or the other. Mm. I, I think know. so Rocky Horror this movie was Binary. over the top but in a stupid way and also very poorly executed, mm. I think. And Rocky Horror is very well executed. I hard disagree. Yeah, disagree, disagree on the execution. Hard disagree. But yeah. mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I mean, like in a technical sense, like we talked about how none of the no hard disagree. I hard disagree on that. Hard disagree, dude. Oh, I okay. Well, like literally, the voices don't match the people's. I think that was just the pirated <laughs> copy of the movie that you downloaded. Yeah, dude. Oh. Yeah, that like yeah. there were some production <laughs> issues, which we can we'll get I watched into. It, but like I. I cl- I had no, I did not see any major dubbing issues, like watching it. So okay, yeah, I, um, okay. So they they are sort of similar. Uh, I think Rocky Horror is, uh, I think more fun, and I think it has, has some a lot of more. I think it has some it. aesthetic similarities mm. more. Than I also anything. really Very like aesthetically Faust. similar. Okay, yeah, you you fair. were talking about Faust two weeks ago when I hung out with you, so I know that you like Faust. I was. Um, I do mm. like Faust. I'm very, uh, yeah. I'm a very Faustian boy. I have made so many You were many debating deals the merits of, of, the, okay. of so the different versions of Faust. Like, yeah. 
I yeah. was going to say, the only reason I know the word Faust is because of the word Faustian. And I was like, I've heard that in my life. I do not know what it means. <laughs> but I assume the root of it is Faust. And that's probably what this movie is alluding to. Zach, get educated. Uh, so, um, so I won't. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, Marielle, the other tidbit I wanted to give you. Um, okay. So Rod, Rod Serling um, does the opening narration to the movie, and that's it. That's his only contribution. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, he's like Literally Vincent never Price. appears in the film. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Or to, like Rod Serling in the Twilight, Twilight Zone. Zone. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, this yeah. is not like a Twilight Zone spinoff, is it? No. No. Oh, okay. No. But the I, opening I narration just, was very Twilight Zone-esque. It is it's, so obviously I that. think it's also just like playing into that, let's grab every gothic thing we can. Yeah, yeah. it just jams them in there real hard. Uh, <laughs> and Sissy Spacek isn't in the movie. No. <gasps> okay, I was going to say, what, what like... So, it, the okay. only thing she could have been was one of the weird backup whores, uh, <laughs> of which there are like a 10. Backup whore yeah. number one, backup um, whore number two. So Whoa, Sissy Spacek uh, auditioned oh to play... Sissy Spacek auditioned to play the main character. Uh, oh, Jessica Harper was no the, was the female lead. Right. Um, she Phoenix didn't get it. Is her name? Yeah. Uh, she didn't get it, but her husband, to this day, her still husband Jack Fisk, is the production designer. Mm-hmm. So she got a job as a set decorator. <laughs> oh no my god, and that's she, such a deep hole. <laughs> yeah. She and she says like she has said in interviews, she's like, I was really bad at it, but everyone was really nice to me. Like, <laughs> okay. She's so okay. sweet. Yeah. yeah, she is lovely. Um, <laughs> so, cause yeah. So, do you wanna do you wanna hear? Oh, a definitely. Version? This sounds okay. insane. Yep. So the movie <laughs> opens and we see this like throwback. You know, are you familiar with Shanana from Greece? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. <laughs> So we have Shana a, we have a half like Jewish podcast, of course. <laughs> Bowser, yeah. Uh, this oh, this vault. this fifties style throwback band in the seventies doing a performance, mm-hmm. and they're also like kind of crazy doing drugs on stage and assaulting people, well, I love it. and it's a big rowdy shit. And uh, then we see um, they're waiting for approval from like a a box in the distance, mm-hmm. and. That's when we meet Paul Williams, who plays Swan, the record producer, who is like the mastermind of all this music. Yeah, and you know Paul Paul Williams, right? Like all the shit he's done. I mean, I (laughs) no, you really do. Everyone does, but he he has a hand in almost everything that came out in the seventies. Do you know his his music is what Seth is alluding to? Right. Do I? I don't don't think so. So Paul Williams, for instance, wrote an old-fashioned love song by Three Dog Night. Um, oh, like a, he wrote like a "You and Me Against writer? the World" by David Bowie. Okay. He, he yeah. wrote like a bunch of Carpenter songs, and he wrote yeah, uh, "We've Only Just Begun." Like we, he wrote ooh, the Carpenter wow. song, right? Like, yeah. Wait. Uh, he wrote uh, "The Rainbow Connection" by Kermit T. Frog. A lot of Murpets. <laughs> yeah. Right. So like, Wait, so- Paul Williams. If you if you were an act in the early seventies, Paul Williams probably wrote a song for you. He did Bowie like, songs. The he hit did, too. Know, I mean, and the reason he's not famous is because he's a weird troll. <laughs> he looks. Like I mean, a that's troll. mostly true. Yeah, and so yeah. like the early on in his career, the eighties actually was like people like yeah. Chris Christopherson, like their careers really suffered when people had to look at them. Yes, I mean it's exactly. I think Chris Christopherson's that. really handsome. I love Chris Christopherson. Not him. Not Chris. So does fucking Barbara Streisand, who was no gorgeous. Chris Christopherson yeah. is a hottie yeah. full body. Who Ooh, am Engelbert I thinking of? Humperdinck. There's another. No, but Paul Chris. Williams is in. There's another Chris troll. who, like in the 70s, it was like when people when oh Christopher Cross. Yes, Christopher Cross. When videos came out, he was a real pudgy dude. Yeah, yeah when videos <laughs> came out, his career tanked. 
Um, sure. And yeah. that's why yeah. in the eighties you had like issues with people using uh, like fake. Uh, actors like in the um, It's Raining Men, oh. like none of the real women oh, appear yeah. on that video. Song written by Paul Schaefer, mm-hmm. the band leader for <laughs> yes. David Letterman. Oh, no true. shit. Yep. So, okay, so the thing with, so with Paul, the acting was just like a side thing. It's just like a cool I wouldn't even call it that. Yeah, acting was <laughs> not call it, his call main it acting thing. or what? Yeah, it was it was a weekend as far as anyone <laughs> could so, tell. Okay, so I guess some context he here. Like the- um, the movie is written and directed by Brian De Palma, and Brian De Palma knew Paul Williams and brought him in to collaborate uh-huh. so he could write all the music. Uh-huh. And he does sing uh-huh. a lot of the different parts in the movie. Uh-huh. Okay, so it's kind of a Paul Williams vehicle. Uh, yeah. yeah. Wait, isn't Kinda. Brian De Palma in, like a legit maybe the worst director? Yep. It sure is. Yeah. Isn't he? Yeah, doesn't sure he do is. like Oscar winners? Yeah, I mean, he he did direct Dancing in the Dark. Uh, Thank the you, Seth, music video, for so. leading off with okay. that one. I appreciate it. So <laughs> Brian De Palma, Actually. Brian De Palma is, is maybe the most polarizing director of all time. Like if you go by like film nerd standards. Oh. Um, yeah. And oh. I don't like him. Um, but like things that you like, the Untouchables he directed. Okay. He directed uh-huh. Black Dahlia. Um, is maybe his most recent Man, you famous are movie. Burying all the leads here. Uh, Carlitos Car- Way. No, Carrie Carrie and Scarface. No, yeah, please. I was Carrie. thinking Carlitos Way, but like it's Carrie fine. is my favorite De Palma movie. Phantom of the Paradise is my second favorite <laughs> De Palma movie. Have- Carlitos Way. I feel like I remember liking that's a uh, Leguizamo, right? Uh, no, he did. Like no, you're thinking of Empire. Yeah. He did the Mission Impossible starring Tom Cruise, the first one. He did the first Mission Impossible. I, I yeah. saw that, I think, in the theater, actually. He did Mission to Mars yep. with Gary Sinise. Yep. Not seen that one. Oh. Yeah. That right. Wait, That's so good. is this like a weird, like, um, early Brian De Palma thing? Like, was he famous yet? About in the middle of his stuff, though. No, this is this actually is way early. This is his eighth movie. Okay. I thought yes. it was very early. Yeah. No, but, but it, it, it is before he... all of the movies we just mentioned. Yeah, okay. Yes, it sure. was his first, like, brush with fame. Probably. The way you described Definitely. it did not sound like a major like Oscar winner director movie. Oh, it's well, he's definitely not. never won an Oscar because fuck that guy. But, um, so. Never won what Lee's Oscar. Also, so, certainly not for this movie. My, my thoughts about this movie is it looks like the kind of thing that he, the studio would have like given him a green light to make after Carrie mm. was so right. successful. Mm-hmm. But it's weird that, because it's several years before yeah. Carrie. That would make a lot. This is like a passion project thing where, mm-hmm. and the studio's like, we can't even release this. This is, there's no audience for this. Well, there's this some, crazy. there's some interesting things about that yeah, for, for after sure. the summary. Oh, okay. but, yeah. yeah. Led Zeppelin kind of torpedoed everything, but we'll get into that. Excuse <laughs> me? Yes. Yeah. If you let me get through yeah. the summary, we'll, we can we'll talk. Talk we'll talk about that stuff. later, yeah. but yeah. Did not see that coming. Okay. I, I, I did not see that. <laughs> oh, I should have waited for that one. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I like it. It's a good tease. No. So, so Paul Williams plays Swan, this like record producer, and the band that performed is called The Juicy Fruits. <laughs> and they're I his, love like, it. They're his like main band. He's the, They're the band he uses to like get his work out is into the world. Like, um, is he abusive like the guy that made the Backstreet Boys in NSYNC? So uh, much. Yeah. Yes, very. Um, so, Remember this is a Faust allegory? <laughs> yeah. Oh, right, right. Guess, guess who the devil figure is in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not Robert De Niro, So we also it? meet his, like, it, it's Swan. It's it's Paul Williams is the devil. Oh, he's yes. the devil. Well, well sort yeah. of. It gets kind it's of. complicated. We'll get to it. We'll it's get complicated. to it. It's yeah. complicated. Okay. 
that's where the Dorian Gray stuff comes in. Yeah. Um, so we also meet his like road manager guy who's wearing a really intense like leather fringe Navajo style jacket. Um, I would wear it. And he's a real so cool. So cool. That sounds amazing. Yeah, possibly cool. I love I love he's a real, fashion. He's a real dirtbag guy, and like they're plotting like the downfall of a, of a woman's career because she rebuffed this dude. Yeah, um, but anyway, so true to life. Yeah, right. <laughs> the whole movie is casting couch based. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of Phil Spector vibes in yeah. here. And yeah, stuff. Was, and that was on purpose yeah. too. Oh, yeah. it was okay. okay. Yeah, including the weird haircut that Swan has. Yes. Um, yeah. So, yep. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um. So then, while the juicy fruits are taking a break, this dude is playing solo piano on stage, and Swan is like, "That's the that's the sound I've been looking for to to open the paradise." And it's this guy. Uh, the actor's name is William Finley, who pretty much only did De Palma movies. Okay. Um, yeah. And he's performing his. Faust cantata. He's writing a oh my god rock and roll cantata based on. It's Faust. like yep. literally spelled out for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's really aggressive. He explicitly says That's this. Really funny. And the the road manager's like, "Hey, Swan likes your shit. We'll get back to you. Give me like some of your music so we can like listen to it or whatever." Here's my hand- handwritten sheet music that I just wrote. Three hundred pages worth. Oh my god. Yeah, like, Hello. Take demos. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they steal it, obviously, and like he goes to try to see Swan, and Swan has him like through a series of different events. He goes to like this casting call for backup singers where he meets Phoenix, played by Jessica Harper, mm-hmm. who he decides has the perfect voice for his music and is the only person who could sing okay. it. And um, falls instantly in love. Yep. And then through a series of him trying to sneak in to like see Swan, eventually he gets like horribly beaten and the police plant drugs on him and he gets like railroaded in court. Yeah. Um, and he gets sent to Sing Sing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Including my favorite scene in the movie, which is a judge sitting in front of an American flag in a black background, go- hammering a gavel, going, guilty. And then the guy who plays <laughs> the Phantom. Pops up into frame with his hands up and goes, "But I'm innocent. Swan stole my music and framed me." And then, and then it's he gets sent to Sing Sing, so like, which you know, a, a real prison, but also it's a musical. So one know. of the worst prisons. Is yeah. it like? Yeah. yeah. Is it as campy as yes? It, as you it's acting extremely it out? campy. You have no idea, Mario. It is aggressively campy. So he's in prison and <laughs> oh, he's like, like enrolled in this <laughs> he's enrolled in this program run by the Swan Corporation where they remove his teeth and they replace him with metal so he won't get infected. I don't know, it's just a throwaway to make him look like more of a monster. Oh, yeah. I, um, I, isn't there a isn't that isn't that Jaws from uh James yep. Bond? It he does look like Jaws from okay. That's from exactly James Bond. what yep. Zach said. That's exactly uh, what I mean metal teeth. They turned him into Jaws. There's only one reference <laughs> yep. for metal teeth. As I was having a mental break watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um so then he escapes prison um and he breaks into Swan's facility. Just to wreck to, up the place. He tries to destroy the record press because Swan had his band record Faust as a Beach Boys surf rock throwback. Mm-hmm. And he, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he ends up like trying to blow the place up and he gets his face stuck in a record press and, and his face gets all fucked up. So and then they Lee, think he drowned in the East River. Lee and I watched this together and I predicted that exact event happening. Yeah, Seth predicted every scene in this movie <laughs> A scene before it happened. It was very which fun. Is yeah, I don't know if massively that's, crazy. Like, maybe you're just really good at torturing people. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the, the drowning the drowning part was especially great because he lands nowhere near the river, <laughs> and then he goes ah, and it's like suffering, and then he barrel rolls himself into the river for no reason. I, yeah, what's so then we get. 
We get this, one of the many space shots. was on fire. <laughs> yeah, well. we do get one of the many shots of this movie of still like a camera still on text, so we can read what's going on. Where yeah. we see the newspaper story talking about him dying. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. But then he shows up at the Paradise while they're uh, practicing. They're rehearsing for opening night, and he takes a bunch of different costuming, including like a leather jumpsuit yes. and this crazy chrome owl head and a cape. Mm-hmm. Um, and he tries to blow up um, the Juicy Fruits, who are now called the Beach Bums. Yep. Um, and then Swan immediately finds him, and they're in this giant theater, which used to be... It's a theater in Dallas called The Majestic yeah. that they filmed it oh, in. Cool. Quite a beautiful, beautiful theater. Abs- absolutely beautiful it's theater. It's a beautiful, it is very beautiful theater. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Swan finds him, and he's like, hey, dude, like you can help me instead, and like... They do these weird auditions where he's like, they're sitting in the rafters together and Phoenix auditions and they're like, ah, her. Yeah. And then Swan decides. His voice is completely fucked up too. Like he, yeah, he, he can't smashed stock... up his uh, vocal cords vocal in the record cords. press when his face got pressed. Uh-huh. And so he so... like has a Darth Vader voice. Oh. Darth yeah, Vader vocoder the up. entire time. He dresses a lot like Darth Vader because he has like this chest box thing too. Yeah, um, that Swan, Swan builds him... for him builds him a voice box so he can talk and he has a little like computery voice and then when he plugs into like the recording machine they modulate it yeah. to make him sound he's good, like but fuck my stoma <laughs> yeah well he plugs him in and he's like try talking and he's just going phoenix yep. phoenix so my like... my literal only note for this movie is the phantom looks like a power ranger villain beast <laughs> oh yeah absolutely oh yeah that's true too. it's yeah, so campy and stupid they give him this like dumb like roman like bird helmet and, mm-hmm. and the vocoder box and i was just oh like what the, like this is just power it ranger. kind of so, sounds like if me and my friends tried to make a movie in high school it would sound and look sure. like this you don't say yeah it yeah, does have that vibe it sounds is, a lot like which that. is what makes you think yeah. that i'm really gonna like this yeah, me too. so Ugh. now now swan decides to like spite the phantom a little bit and he decides to make phoenix a backup singer and he goes to find like a, a new lead and this is when we may meet beef beef <laughs> Beef. Capital he's B, a, capital he, E, capital E, capital F. <laughs> yeah, he's a glam rocker who is like very unambiguously coded as gay. Yeah, uh, but it's the seventies, so they don't say anything. Yeah, the, yeah. the actor's name though. is Garrett Graham, uh, who is a real that guy. He yeah. oozes sex. Mm. Is mm-hmm. he's great. He was also in um, several episodes of Star Trek, but that's not here. He was that. in Used Cars, mm-hmm. a movie I ripped <laughs> off on this show. Um, I so. remember. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so they're pre- they're rehearsing all this shit and like the Phantom is finishing his cantata, which and and we get a, a moment where my favorite line in the movie, where Paul Williams <laughs> goes in uh, and he sees his um his papers on the piano and he looks at it and he goes, "Tasty cantata, Winslow." <laughs> As I recall, this scene he he walks in and the Phantom is asleep on the yeah, like, uh-huh. weird Darth Vader thing that they've set up. And he literally, uh, Paul Williams brushes a bunch of pills off. Of oh, yeah, no. Paul he's Williams been, has he's been feeding him pills. Yeah. He has yeah. a suitcase that just has pills in it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Up at one point, he feeds pills. the Phantom. He The Phantom goes, mm, breakfast? And he hands him like three pills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he takes it. It's just like. But yeah, it, when, he, when he steals the the cantata, he literally like shifts away a bunch of pills. Yeah, yeah and, like this is slinks real. out like a weird villain. So I forgot to mention that he makes him sign a contract in blood at yeah. one point. Uh, yeah, yeah, obviously. Um, so when he steals the cantata, he then has his goons, which are a motorcycle gang, wall up the the um, room the that the Phantom booth. was in. Literally yeah, brick it up. Style. They are yeah. literally. 
literally like moving bricks yes. in front of yes. the door. It's yes. yeah. crazy. Um, as literal as so possible. So then we get to we get to opening night, and the juicy fruits are now called the undead, yep. and they are opening the paradise with a an introduction song, which is I think my favorite song in the movie. It's called "Someone Super Like You." Cute. Um, and it's this real like arena rock, like gothy kind of yeah, metal like, song. Yeah, it's like yeah. proto Kiss. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, a little bit. Much um, and better, they're, yeah. They're painted up to look like, and the stage is made to look like the cabinet of Dr. Caligari, mm-hmm. um, the old oh. silent film. Yes. Um, oh, that's super cool. And that's when Beef makes his Beef makes his, his appearance, Beef. and the Phantom has rage-induced broken out of his his yeah. brick prison. Um, <laughs> and while, <laughs> while Beef is on stage singing, the Phantom throws a neon lightning bolt at him, which... Not only electrocutes him to death, but makes him catch on fire and turn into a pile of ash. Wait, yeah. does the Phantom have magical powers? No. He has rage strength. Yeah, um, he does have rage strength. before he becomes the Phantom. Yeah. No, yeah. no he, he just somehow happens upon this neon sign, and then it's on wires that just, the trajectory is perfect for understanding. <laughs> and he just lets it go. He's literally let he it go. He throws it. He puts some energy behind it. So everything it. is in disarray now, and then like the stage manager grabs Phoenix because the Phantom has now murdered a lighting guy and put a spotlight on her, and oh, he goes, right. just, just sing. And she's like, what about beef? He's dying. And he's like, just sing. And, <laughs> dying? He's a pile of she, ash. Yeah, <laughs> she, becomes, she becomes a huge star, and then- Because she's uh, Phoenix rising the, from the ashes- yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it, it's yeah. not. It's it's nothing if not heavy handed. Let's be honest. <laughs> so I just love Swan, how everything like, in this movie is extremely literal. Oh like, yeah. Swan. Oh, yeah. Swan whisks her away and uh, and it, like plies her with drugs and makes her a star and gets her to sign a contract in blood, that- which we find out when the Phantom tries to kill himself, and then uh, Swan comes to like tell him hey uh you have a contract with me you can't die and he's like what the fuck and then he's like i have a he tries to kill swan and then swan is like i have a contract to you idiot and that's when we see yes the video recording of swan in the 50s trying to kill himself and then his reflection in the mirror which is lit with red light is the devil Mm -hmm. convincing him not to kill himself and then they create a dorian gray film uh huh. He goes. You have to protect this film. It will age instead of you. So the Phantom destroys that. And then oh another thing is Swan can't be like photographed or videotaped. So he's getting married on national TV to Phoenix, and he's wearing this weird chrome mask the whole time. Yep. And he's also paid a God, this dude sounds in way more gang. insane the way you're describing this it is, than I remember. This but, is yeah. so crazy. He's paying a dude in his biker gang to assassinate Phoenix during the wedding. It's true. Because I, it'll be on live TV. Yeah, because that's the whole the whole the whole like conceit is that Swan knows that like the 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 crowd is like thirsting for blood. Mm-hmm. Like And he and he he feeds off their energy or some shit like mm-hmm. that. And the Phantom saves Phoenix and like swings in and rips off Swan's mask and Swan doesn't know the tape has been destroyed so now Swan's face just looks like pizza. Yeah, it's just <laughs> all destroyed. It's like absolutely Pizza the Hut. Pizza That's the Hut. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, but and Swan rips off the Phantom's mask and they both get horribly wounded and Yeah, like, they stab injured. each other with umbrellas carried by go-go dancers. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> 
and then like, this is the fucking stupidest movie. As, as he's as the Phantom is like crawling away, and like the crowd carries Swan's body out and keeps stabbing it, like in a real Julius Caesar kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, yeah. As as the Phantom is crawling away to his death, Phoenix sees the half of his face that isn't destroyed, and she realizes who it is, and she like cradles him as he dies. And then the movie's over, and the best song in the movie plays while they play yeah. a sizzle reel for yeah. all the characters. Uh-huh. I the love the sizzle reel. Okay, how it's much, a great song. The hell of it. It's wonderful. How much acid were they on when they wrote this movie? Oh, like oh. five five to ten tabs at a like, time. This yeah. is like five to ten acids. <laughs> <laughs> What, what's a normal amount of acid? Of water. Know. Well, I gotta Six? tell you, in my one. experience, one will fuck <laughs> yeah. you up pretty good. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. So they were on five. Just to like ten. a half a tab. But like, this is insane. I mean, I here's the problem. Now I know I'm gonna love this. Yeah. I, I Mariel, I think hear, you will love this. Hear, hearing oh, the description of it. Having having watched this, oh, because it's not. Mariel, I've been trying to get people to watch this with me for two fucking years, and I finally got these (laughs) yahoos to agree to watch it. Like, I'm. I'm I gotta say, even hearing Lee's thing, having just watched it, uh, it's still even more crazy than it sounds. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. I'm. I realized. I realized this morning when I was like getting my thoughts together. I think like. Okay, so Phantom of the Paradise, Streets of Fire, and Grease Two. I realize my maybe my favorite genre of movies is like semi-dark rock musicals written by nerds who don't know about rock and roll or human interaction like <laughs> i love this sure yeah yep i am on board with yep. this um oh, so for some of the interesting things seth you had some music thoughts and so did i do you oh, want to yeah. start yeah, with that well this. yeah so i mean essentially the uh i i my question is what is the natural progression of music that all humans go through uh, throughout their lives. And I think this movie exemplifies that. You start out as rockabilly, then you go to a Beach Boys-esque, and then... Wait, wait, wait. And- we're positing that rockabilly is the starting point for all humans? See, yeah. see I, I, I know where you're I going with this, and I'm going to jump on it in a second, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you start with rockabilly, and then you, <laughs> yeah, you go to a Beach Boys-esque kind of poppy sort of thing, and oh then God. it gets a little dark for a while, and then you go to glam rock, um, no, sure. I mean, yeah, he... and uh, uh, then you die. Oh, man. So, okay, this was interesting. And then you die. There's that's a, the, that's I think how there's all some... humans work, right? Yeah, well, right. Okay, rockabilly. When I... you're a baby, you're on you're on uh, uh, four four members of your band, yep. and when you're an adult, yeah. it's three members of your band, or like I forget how that's saying. The the Sphinx riddle. Oh, you uh, <laughs> you were on four legs, then you're on two, yeah, then you're two on three. Two legs, then three. Yeah, I fucked yeah. it up. It's okay. Man, I don't. Okay, so I started at punk rock at like second grade because I had friends with older brothers. So let's mm. say rockabilly there. Yeah. Okay. Then um, the the like Weezer era hit, and then I was into the the pop. Let's say. Uh-huh. And then in like college era, I got into emo, and let's say that might be the like modern day glam rock. So. I think your thing works. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, yeah. So, so rockabilly, Beach Boys, uh, proto glam rock, Faust. That's the order. But I guess I skipped uh, Rockabilly because I grew up with the Beach Boys. Here's my problem. Kids. We all end at Faust, though. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it's true. No, we all make a deal with the devil one way or another. I'm there. If I get my yeah. restaurant... Yeah, we're all there. This is how we're going to get our Here's my problem with that progression, okay, Seth. Okay, yeah. Explain to me. Okay. So my version of this thing about talking about the music for the movie is actually related to the movie. Mm. Oh, uh, mine so. is not. 
Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so Swan, when we when we start the movie, we see that he's already doing uh, 70s nostalgia acts. Mm-hmm. So he's doing the nostalgia, like, 50s doo-wop, and he goes into the nostalgia kind of 50s, kind of 60s surfer mm-hmm. rock. And then we see in the musical that he puts on that the other character writes. It's it's definitely like glam and, and a little heavy metal. Mm-hmm. But that was inspired by like the singer-songwriter 70s stuff that was actually going on at the time in the 70s that Paul Williams actually wrote. Right, right. I was going to say, he was actually deep in that. Yeah. So the thing about the character Swan for me is he signs his deal with the devil in the 50s, the early 50s. That's So true. he can stay young forever. At which point he would have been like a crooner, so like yeah. Swan is Swan is is said in the opening of the movie to be the most famous musician of all time, the famous producer of all time, famous music writer of all time, mm-hmm. and all we see is him doing '70s stuff and '70s stuff that looks back at '50s stuff. Did he skip rock and roll? Like, do the Beatles exist in this universe? Because oh, what yeah. was Swan doing <laughs> in the '60s? He wasn't doing well, the, crooner yeah, shit, I don't know. like. I mean, aren't the Vegas. Beach Boys are contemporaries of the Beatles, right? Like that was, I think, yeah. But he's only doing it as like that. he's only doing it as like nostalgia acts, and he even says at a point in the movie, oh. it's like, who cares about nostalgia anymore? Oh, okay. I mean, this it is. This is my problem. My problem with the timeline of this movie has to do with the musical genre, <laughs> yeah, and not no, the devil the or anything aspects. like that. Well, like, sure, yeah. yeah. I did. Paul Williams have any? like writing credits in there or like did did he have anything to do with the movie or did they just weirdly cast like exactly the guy for this thing no he wrote well, all the music the and he, he sang it. all the songs that the yeah, phantom so sings. like brian de palma and him knew each other and okay so they were buds so he probably had him in mind for some part of this i don't mm-hmm. think they it sounds like, like they wouldn't have been able to pull it off was. without him so he had to write all the songs uh well yeah certainly yeah weird um wait so what happened with led zeppelin oh yeah yeah. what in the sweet okay so uh (laughs) led zeppelin uh maybe two years prior to this had created a label called swan song Song. (laughs) and that was the original name of the label in this film but then they got very litigatory and they were like "Uh uh-oh yes litigatory (laughs) which led zeppelin actually is pretty infamous for not letting people use their copyrights in movies yeah. Yeah, for sure. and then, TV shows. Like, and then so selling like, them to Cadillac to use their commercials for, or, and then uh, selling them years. to Thor yeah I was gonna say <laughs> Thor Ragnarok playing uh, um, uh, Immigrant Song um, was like one of the first major motion picture uses see well, also Cadillac commercials yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and also so um, School of Rock um, mm-hmm. uh, oh Jack Black had to like personally go and meet with Jimmy Page to get him to allow that song in the movie. Oh my yeah. god, mother! I mean, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Like, wow. it's like, oh well, I have to meet Jimmy Page, so I might as well. Like, if you're well, a Zeppelin fan, if you've got to meet, if you've got to meet one musician who uh, groomed a teen uh, to be Ooh. his uh, romantic partner, <laughs> and then. Uh, kept her hostage from her parents for years. Yeah, oh, why not make it Jimmy Page? Oh, I was gonna say Steven Tyler, but I oh, it's mean, both of them. Yeah. There's definitely more out. than just those they, two. R. Kelly also comes to mind. Humans. Yep. Mm. Oh yeah. Oof. yeah. More modern version. Wow. Well, I I was gonna flip that and say if there was a person that told me to do a thing and I would just do it, it's Jack Black. 
Mm-hmm. If Jack Black came to my house right now and was like, stab out one of your eyes, I'd be like, <laughs> eh, okay. Hey, right. eye patches are sexy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's what David Bowie Jack told Black. me. I'll, yeah. do like I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah, so that's why a lot, there's a, a lot of very like poor, and especially for 1974, very expensive, like shitty, like cover ups mm. anytime. There's a lot of really noticeable rotoscoping. Yeah, right. And it's sure, covering sure. up a logo that did say swan song with oh. that dead bird logo that ends up being like the the symbol of um of, of death records of death records right and the attica skateboard company um yes. that's the cool it is exactly the same death yeah. i mean it was clearly it was clearly like just uh like whatever shitty like dead bird silhouette they could get yeah. for free they, um, yeah clip art didn't exist <laughs> but it might as well have yeah <laughs> so yeah. for halloween we're all going as characters from this movie right I would. Go, I call beef. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn it! Uh, I want deer uh, antlers beef. as a cod piece. Just yeah, thing he that wears a deer antler cod piece. So cool. beef, beef has many very good incantations. Oh in this movie. man! Uh, there's a uh, De Palma. I'm, one of his things. I'm really is, uh, more of a swan. Let's be honest. Look at my face. <laughs> yeah, at you're really you're real Paul Williams. <laughs> I'm a real swan in this situation. <laughs> one of De Palma's big things is is Hitchcock mm-hmm. uh, homages. Okay. Um, and there's uh, a, literally this shower scene from Psycho happens yes. in this oh, movie. Oh Oh, God. And he almost stabs uh, a guy to the death. The phantom with a... is trying to scare Beef away from performing, uh-huh. and you just see from you know Beef's point of view a knife coming through the yeah. shower. But then instead of oh. being stabbed a bunch, he puts a plunger on his face <laughs> and tells him not to perform. Yeah. Um, <laughs> pretty goofs, pretty goofs. Yeah, I, oh I noticed God, I a couple of shots that felt like a sort of Hitchcockian in terms of the actual camera work. Mm-hmm. Like they will float a camera through a bunch of. I guess doorways or whatever. Yeah, it is. Uh-huh. yeah. There's a lot of doorway shots yeah. in this movie. It too. felt very Hitchcock, yeah. and I was like, "This seems a little too highbrow for this movie." <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what's if going on. It's he was holding his like, craft. Super goofy, and like there was a whole lot of homages to other filmmakers. Like there was homages to uh, Russian uh, montage. There's a lot of mm-hmm. lot of homage to montage. I think this is uh, like either Eisenstein or Vertov, but like it really depends and. And uh, Zach is making the uh, universal jack-off motion, so, like, we'll move on. Uh... Specifically, Mario, he's he's referencing a scene where there's, like, uh, musical notation superimposed on the screen right. during a lot of uh, static montage work. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. I, like, lo- the more I learn, the more I love. Yeah, I... no, I thought mm-hmm. so. I, I can't handle it. Is this? Okay, yeah. so... Um. Can I watch this, or do I have to use Zach's well, like poorly we'll dubbed so, version? Yeah, mm-hmm. my partner recently signed up for um, the Shutter Channel on Amazon with the intention of uh, turning it off after the free trial because it's Spooky Tober <laughs> right now, right and we wanted to watch some horror okay. movies. Um, right and on. it's on that. Is this a horror movie? I... No, no, well. but it's gothic and you know I don't like, I don't like scary uh, movies. it's try if, if you would like a copy i could certainly give that you that would be great mm-hmm. if you could hook it may up. be poorly synced yeah, but yeah that's yeah. really interesting because yeah like i i hate horror movies this does not sound like a horror movie no oh, no this it's is not definitely scary not like in any way shape or form no 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 yeah. all the blood looks like uh raspberry so, jam mixed with more so red food coloring yeah. or or like literal like birch beer <laughs> dyed red like the most watery <laughs> bullshit <laughs> yeah. yeah no one no one here had ever bled 
yeah, in the entire film production. Like, it's very yeah. confusing. It's, it's either, like, actual ketchup or, like, water diet. Probably it's ketchup. It's so baffling. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, so, yeah. Did this, we should... Did this make ahead. any money? Oh, okay, we, we can, let's, let's get into that. that. Let's um, do that real quick. So many questions. Uh, Zach hates so this all. movie Zach wants to came die. out. This movie came out on Halloween. It's awesome. Yes. Um, yeah, and it had <laughs> almost no promotion at all. Um, the studio basically dumped okay. it. That is not. And surprising. this is before the days of video on demand, so like, there's no backup plan. Oh, right. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, so it uh, it cost. I don't have a. a, a a money amount that it made, mm-hmm. but it did cost one point three million. <gasps> yes. so like, my oh my god! god. In the seventies, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. There's yeah. no way. Yep. Did they buy that fucking theater in Dallas? That's so <laughs> much there was, money. There was a lot of production involved Holy in this. Shit. I mean, they have to this do movie all the stuff. Fucking slick stuff. as fuck. I think it looks great. Zach disagrees, but I, I think this movie. It it almost looks like Mariel. It was shot in Technicolor way after the days mm-hmm. of Technicolor, so it's got this yeah. like real hyper, mm-hmm. like realistic color That's look cool. to it. Like, I'd say, being generous, this movie looks like they were trying to make a shitty movie, but with good tools. Maybe like they wanted. Like to... extremely I think it generous. looks like they're trying to make a B movie with a movie budget and and like skill. It's, it's on sure, purpose. yeah, like like they were intentionally yeah. trying to make it look kind of like one of the shit. hallmarks of B movies. Like well, or at least like black and white B movies is we don't have any money to light anything, so we're just gonna make everything dark and mysterious. <laughs> right. This sure. is like we sure. have all the money to light it, so we're gonna make it look <laughs> really intense and like vivid. So, yeah. Yeah, also, yeah, you should fair. be on drugs when you're watching this couldn't hurt Definitely <laughs> me and seth hurt. have a thought about that that we'll get to when we're rating i think okay. yeah um five to ten acids uh, yeah. five to ten so, acids. so this movie this movie massively failed except except for in manitoba in, yep Excuse in a little me? town called Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Get the fuck out of here. Let's go Where Oilers. Winnipeg. Okay. <laughs> Jets. The Jets oh, are in the Winnipeg. Jets. Oh, the, the Oilers are in Edmonton. Yeah. That's right. Um, sorry, Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> he did play for the Oilers. Yeah. yeah. Alberta, um, Canada, named after the Albertosaurus, of course. Oh, Naturally. Sure. <laughs> and not Albert? Mm-hmm. No, no. Not he was Prince named Albert? after the dinosaur. Mm, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Prince Edward Island was named after the... King Edward Dinosaur Man. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's a Tyrannosauri. So, like, it's so why? Anyway, Wait, so, so why is this in, popular in, in Winnipeg? Okay, <laughs> well, no one really knows, but no one knows <laughs> why. Wait, there's no explanation for that. <laughs> no, I just God damn it. I love... as to why, but no, but there's so many more details to this Winnipeg bullshit. Does anybody yeah. have a Wait, phone number for Winnipeg that they, Canada please, that I can call? Please right tell now. me that they still play it on Halloween at midnight in Winnipeg. Oh, yes, they do. Oh my god, we're going to Canada. Cool, cool Rocky Horror yearly yeah. Phantom Fest. Yep. Oh my god, I'm so into this. Oh my god. Um, oh in my Winnipeg, god. it it played it played in theaters for over a year in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Um, and the album went certified. I have I have changed my rating from Winnipeg of this movie. alone. Just Winnipeg alone. That's it, not even it that made like twenty thousand city. <laughs> You know it was, like, the same 20 people that went every week to see this movie. Like, I mean, who cares? But, like, they kept it alive. Oh, my God, you guys. And there were 20,000, like, people bought the album is the thing. The the soundtrack. 
We are Man, so I've going always to I've always Winnipeg. wanted to be a documentary filmmaker. I feel like I just found my topic. Yes. Yeah, you need to find the, the origin the of the paradise. The, yeah. Yes. A we movie. Have to go to Winnipeg we and fucking to. figure this shit yeah, out. Yeah, no, Zach, a movie. Faking you don't terribly like going to Winnipeg. Making movies on location. Yep. Canadian yep. edition. So Zach's passion is a movie he doesn't terribly enjoy. And then uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'm super into this. And then going to wow. Canada and finding the origins of this ridiculous this is insane. thing. I love it so much. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, so yeah, let's just get into races yeah. right now. Let's do it. All right, so this is, be a this long, is a long one. one. Yeah, let's let's sure wrap is. it. Oh, yeah. uh, so uh, the original IMDb rating is a seven point four. That's with strong. Fif- Fifteen. In- inexplicable. Fifteen thousand is... votes, which is not all a whole fourteen thousand nine hundred ninety nine are from Winnipeg. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Winnipeg has exactly 50 people. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I mean, the real number is uh, 14,918. So, like, there are, like, I don't know, like, 100, 150 people that didn't like it, which are wrong. But, like, <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, so let's start out negatively. Zach, why don't you go first? <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm happy to. Um, or do you want to sandwich it? Do you want to do good news, bad news, good news? No, I, no, I'm, I'm fine to go. Uh, okay. Well, I'll start with Marielle's. Uh, your thing was great. I, again, weirdly, you had a lot of confusing hallmarks yeah. of this movie. There was arson of a theater, which is the thing that happened in this movie, in the Portrait of Dorian Gray part. It's because yeah, of true. the magic of Spookytober. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, um, I think rom-com is an underutilized, faked movie genre. I think uh, it's because nobody makes them now, so we're never like. I also generally about. don't or, or they like do, them, and they all suck. Like I right, don't right, usually yeah. like a rom. com Oh, I love a good '90s rom com. No, but yeah, yeah, I yeah. love like Empire the, Records. <laughs> um, certainly, the the you, modern day ones are all bad, but like the well, '80s, early 2000s. Or the, you, sorry, you know, 90s, Hallmark is releasing uh, forty separate Christmas movies this year. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And I'm gonna watch parts of most of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I will see almost them. certainly. Because there will we be no do a mini episode where I recount the plot of my favorite Hallmark style Christmas movie. Oh, that can be a mini episode. It has ghosts in it. Oh, I hope it's a hey. Christmas Prince. I hope it's Christmas called Prince the Christmas Ghost. Or a Christmas Prince Three. It's called the Spirit of Christmas. Of course it is. I've missed that completely. Oh, that's Yikes. like that's um, like high Yikes. spirits all over again. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, Marielle, yours was very enjoyable. Um, you utilize characters, uh, especially actors and actresses that are meaningless. <laughs> um, I think we, we gave you literal garbage and you molded something reasonable out of it. That's uh, true. Which is impressive. A Frankenstein's monster, if you will, of rom-com magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bam so yeah, I'll, the opera. I'll, I'll give you a, uh, I don't know, seven? Seven two? Okay. Let's say seven okay. two. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, so this actual movie, man, I was really prepared to just diarrhea all over this, but now I heard all this Winnipeg shit, and I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm like, it turned somehow. Oh yeah. no, because it's a and weird, this, weird cult shit now. That's it's not fair because it doesn't really reflect on the movie itself, but in a meta sense, it makes me really happy that it has some like weird history it's so cool yeah um yeah i think i i watch this movie in a setting which is work as i always do (laughs) that is not appropriate for watching (laughs) yeah perhaps not Um, it it sounds like yeah it should have been five to ten and it was zero so uh yeah i don't know it was fun i guess we brought up uh rocky horror earlier and i think it it is 
decidedly in that same yeah, vein. Very much so. And again, I like it. I guess not everyone does. Um, but yeah, it was not living up to the Rocky Horror thing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think 7.4 is egregiously high. Uh, I would go like a five. I'm mm-hmm. going to go five. Okay. 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 Yeah. Not yeah. terrible, but like, you know, not yeah. total garbage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is it is enjoyable. I, I can imagine watching it with other people who enjoy this thing makes it much, much, much better. Lee and I oh. did watch it together. Yeah. So that was actually that was the second time I watched right. it. Right. But, but yeah. like sure, even yeah. then, like it um yeah. So like with, with that rating I'll I'll go ahead and jam in here next because like go for Lee it. and I did watch this together, but I'll do Mariel first. Um I like your fuck nest. <laughs> um, oh yeah, right on. Oh right. <laughs> Full the ball of curtain. opera costumes. Sure. Yeah, the ball curtain. <laughs> Um, in general, uh, a little confusing that Paul Williams was a 20 something because he was 40 at this time. But he is always been a vampire. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, our show is timeless. Just go with it. Yeah, Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. true. Uh, I mean, rom coms are certainly not my thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'll give you a, I'll give you a solid seven. Nice. Mm -hmm. Um, as for the original. The first half of this movie, I I know super, I'm gonna do this too. <laughs> I yeah. super love the first half of this movie so much. Like Maybe even the first two thirds. Yeah, yeah, and then it goes off the rails. But like once once we introduce uh, as as is true in human history, uh, the the four stages of music loving. Mm. Um, once once we get to glam rock. Uh, before Faust, like uh, I kind of turned shitty, but that was two thirds through the movie. So the yeah. first, the first two thirds of this movie, I super love because it's super over the top and wonderful. Nice. And uh, oh man, seven four is what the IMDb was. I'll give it a. Oh, what Zach shaking his head? Oh, sorry, sorry. So seven seven. Wow. <laughs> That's this movie. That's very generous. This movie is super fun. Like it. Mm-hmm. It is. If if you have a group together, yeah, it is a very fun movie to watch as a group. Okay. Yeah. This is what Seth and I were talking about. It's it's really perfect for the group gets together and you're all tipsy by the time <laughs> the movie kind of starts mm-hmm. to lose its steam. <laughs> And yeah. by then you're just drunk enough and in the spirit with your friends enough that you can just enjoy you the can, craziness. You can you can be like, "Holy shit, this is actually Faust!" Even though they mentioned Faust <laughs> 45 <laughs> minutes ago, yeah. this is actually just Faust. I, I forgot that you guys you guys had mentioned before I watched that there is a distinct like first part is good, second part maybe not so good. Yeah, uh-huh. I forgot that there was a turning point where you can just be like, "Oh, this is like we can appreciate yeah. the earlier bits." Yeah. yeah, no, you you reach the point where hey, we're already drunk. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I mean the ending bits are extremely sad. Like oh yeah. not fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'll I'll jump in. Yep. Uh Mario loved it as always. Um, I'm gonna go because uh, I think the boys they mentioned they hit the hallmarks. You know, you got the rom com, you got the ball curtain, you got the lair, <laughs> you got the. Uh... This is Lee's actual life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I really, I really liked it. I, I appreciated that you went and made a starring vehicle for Paul Williams, yeah, just like the real movie. It's true. Hey, <laughs> just crazy. The fucking rainbow connection, indeed. Um, so. Some, I'm gonna give yours a seven awesome. five. Okay. Someday um, we'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can so, only hope yeah, right? the ball yeah. curtain connection. Uh, 
<laughs> the real movie the re- oh god uh the real movie i think seth said all the things i was gonna say just because we watched it yes, together did. it was um, very fun you should watch movies is... with us more zach why were you in I, a different yeah. country idiot yeah that was my bad that's my bad <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. that's uh it was it it really was like uh it's my kind of cheese oh, yeah. it is and it's sure. like it does it is really lose steam toward the end but then it picks it right back mm-hmm. up and like craziness we didn't talk enough about the soundtrack and how good it yeah. is i've been listening to the soundtrack over oh, and so over and over again like i have out. i uh, have been too except okay. for the jessica harper song yeah no the jessica harper songs are very innocuous and kind of boring <sighs> but like yeah. every paul Williams... i don't think that's her fault but like you know that's yeah. oh yeah. i'm so excited after we did um the paint your wagon. Paint your wagon. I still listen to gonna that. Gonna paint a wagon. I gonna paint fucking it. Fucking love good. that soundtrack. Bottle of red. That I don't listen to. <laughs> fucking every time. Um, yeah. So what do you uh, think? No, this is this is yeah. This is a great soundtrack. There's some great songs on. Hell here. of it um, is really. I actually Hell of really it is enjoy so Hell of it. Mm-hmm. Um, someone super like you is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the album version of Life at Last is yeah, good. which the I movie... haven't listened to yet. But is um... there... the movie version is not. The movie version, there... album version is... Are there a good amount of beef songs on the soundtrack? Because those were uh, it, well, the best there's only ones. there's only the one. Yeah, there's... the single beef song in the movie. Yeah, it's true. Oh, the one Life when he at dies? Last. Aww. Yeah, I mean that one's a banger though. I... It is a great song. Yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah. I'm like so sad um, for this movie that it oh, wasn't there's a really... more popular. Well, like I wish it was now. in the zeitgeist, but I guess I did was born in the right country. I should have it, lived in Winnipeg. It is in some. Well, yeah. I mean, Lee Lee said before we watch this movie, he's been waiting to watch this for what fifteen two year, years. Two or years. Yeah, two. Lee's zeitgeist is not a normal person's zeitgeist. That's true. Uh, also, Seth. Yeah, I, I yeah. do. I do get dressed top. Down, so. Yeah, I mean, I just leave um, shirt cocking it and me other cocking it. Like it's fine. Yeah. Let me. So my story. Now I just want to picture. I want to picture you guys watching this movie in your independent houses, both wearing only shirts, cocks out. <laughs> And, and no blazers. one acknowledges it, and it's the best. And Wait. blazers. Yeah, no, that's uh, well, and uh, and a bow tie, like a tie. Bow tie. We have to <laughs> oh, actually yeah, tie formal up top, of course. Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. no, I'm wearing a I'm wearing a tuxedo top. Oh, that's yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, so anyway, <laughs> like, my like, fucking score. Like own. Uh, so because <laughs> I used to play in orchestras. <laughs> I think. I think if the movie kept the speed of the first two thirds mm-hmm. the whole way through, it'd be much higher score mm-hmm. for yeah, me. But sure. uh, yeah. that being said, I'm going to give it a seven six. Oh, wow, wow. Okay. lower than me. Was not expecting um, that. I, actually, I love it. I think it's a lot of fun. I feel betrayed. Uh, I will probably watch it again <laughs> soon. I would much rather watch it with people. Yeah, though. you should so, watch it with people. Definitely. So yes, next yeah. time we all hang out. Put it on the docket <laughs> and bring it here. I would watch yep. this again in instant if we're drinking yep. absinthe. We can arrange Certainly that, is. I'm sure. Yeah, I feel like green fair. I built the, an absinthe fountain, so like it's good. I'll, I'll bring, bring it. the devil's sure. I've seen it. He has. Yeah. One. The I feel like the repeat watch is also going to be better because you don't have to try to decipher all the bullshit <laughs> insanity. Like you can just and enjoy you won't it be at work. Yeah, yeah, you won't be at work. Oh. There is that. Yeah. Okay. What do you guys want to all come to my work and we can watch it? <laughs> oh, that sounds okay. good. Okay. No, I got right. no problem. Cool. Well, I have to take some acid. I feel yeah. like I feel like I have some conferences up there coming up soon. So Everybody, like it's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody drop acid uh, in Zach's office. 
<laughs> Yay! Government secret. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, this is the uh, worst. All right. So next up, uh, we've got Seth doing a Renaissance Man. Oh wow! We had something picked already. I we forgot about picks, that. And it has been weeks since we picked that, and I just found out about it, and I'm very psyched about it. Oh Yay. no! Yeah, it's gonna be a nice, yep. a nice change of pace. Yep. Um, yep. Good luck, guys. I have no it's idea. It's not a rock opera. I'll say that. <laughs> no. I was going to write a rock opera, but since we're back, uh, looped hey, around where we're trying to do the original movie again. Um, oh, sure. Hmm. Sure, sure, sure. All right. Yeah. So. And don't. Uh, well, I don't have a sign off this week, so I guess I'll talk to everybody later. Uh, I'm going to say don't forget to check out our Twitter at Faking Movies. Hey. Oh, God, Mariel is so much better than us. The cut.